The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And good evening, welcome to Burning Issue with myself Yazid Kamaldin Of course it's a weekly show where we like to keep you informed About the latest news and events happening This evening we are focusing on the fact that Hajj has been cancelled But more importantly, how you need to now interact going forward with the Hajj operator And it's a shorter show, it's only going on until 8pm tonight Because there's uh, something else happening a bit um, at 8 o'clock that will also be interesting So stay tuned for that The show intends always to be very interactive So I'll read out the phone number and the WhatsApp number in just a bit So it was heartbreaking for our local Hujaj as they dealt with the news That Hajj is off the cards for this year It's something many knew could be an option or would be an option but to hear the official decision was still very tough for many pilgrims especially if you've been saving up for hajj and you've been looking forward to it and of course we all know with COVID-19 the whole world has been upside down so due to lockdown restrictions such as the closure of borders South African Muslims who were planning on embarking on hajj will no longer be able to do so and this was the decision taken by Sauk the South African Hajj and Umrah, Umrah Council following a meeting last week As we know, Saudi Arabia has not made an official decision on Hajj. So we knew that it might happen, it might not happen. We're still waiting for the Saudi decision. But as far as South Africans are concerned, the local or the the country's Hajj and Umrah Council decided there won't be travel to Saudi. Now, this is, of course, unprecedented. Now that Hajj is no longer possible for South Africans... What happens next? On, Bur- on Burning Issue tonight, we bring in the South African Hajj Travel Operators Association to p- unpack this further. Let's welcome to our guests, to our guests to our program. We have in studio Satoa President, Mr. Sadiq Stienkamp. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And we have the Satoa Vice Chairman. Uh, Sheikh Imran Saban. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So we'll take your questions and messages via SMS. You can send us an SMS. The number is 47913 or WhatsApp. Of course, that's always the more popular uh, platform that people uh, interact with. And the number there is 072-238-0712. That is 072-238-0712. And as mentioned, our program is shorter than usual. So, I'm going to go straight into the questions, right? Um, so, the Hajj, and tra- the Hajj Travel Fraternity was aware that a cancellation of Hajj, at least for South Africa, was very likely, right? So, how have you been dealing with this? What has the strain been on for operators? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Yes, Yazid, you know, the uh, decision of uh, Sahuk after consultation with uh, the South African government uh, to, to withdraw from Hajj or for South Africans not to embark. It is a sad decision mm. and was um, greeted with sadness from operators as well. Of course, you know, we've, we've, we've done a lot of work leading up to Hajj. We've spoken to a lot of people. We have been 
doing you know, our packages and, and, and everybody is, of course, you know, when it's the hot season, we are all excited about it and everybody looks forward to that. So leading up to the decision uh, of the, 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 the cancellation of Hajj from the African point of view, and yes, we are still waiting on the Saudis to make a decision. Um, it, 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 it's around, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it dragged for all of us. So to manage it, um, we had to do a lot of planning, a lot of discussion. And alhamdulillah, I mean, now that we have a decision um, being it said, of course, um, we're going to have to work and we are working with the authorities. We're working. We have to work with the hujaj. We have to work with our suppliers. We have to work with the airlines to ensure, inshallah ta'ala, that we have an outcome that is satisfactory to all. So that, inshallah ta'ala, is the broad plan going forward now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Satawa is, of course, a regulator of Hajj operators, is that correct? It's an oversight body. It makes sure that the Hajj operators in South Africa are firstly legitimate and that they are credible and reliable. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Uh, so, the South African Travel Hajj and uh, Umrah Operators Association has been serving the community for eight, the past 18 years. We have 20 members uh, in Hajj and Umrah, of which 13 this year, alhamdulillah, has been accredited to trade for Hajj. 13? 13, yes. Yeah, so nationwide? Nationwide. Of Only the 13? Satawa, of the Satawa Hajj and Umrah operators. Uh, there are other operators as well in South Africa who was not members of Satawa. So there is two uh, bodies that uh, is associated as well to, to the South African Hajj and Umrah Council, which is made up of Samton Satawa. So we represent a Satawa body of 20 members. Alhamdulillah, so, so that is who we are. Yes, we do uh, keep a close eye on, on, on regular, uh, how trade is taking place amongst the Hajj and Umrah operators. And we try to to regulate the industry of Umrah and Hajj as well. And we in good communication with all the necessary authorities representing the body. Great stuff. So we have an idea of who we're talking to who's yeah. in studio here with us. So the questions are coming in already. People always want to know about their money. Right. The first question that I have, let's go for an ad very quickly and then we'll get into questions because it's going to be a lot. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. Just to reiterate, you are more than welcome to participate in the show. We've already received a number of WhatsApp messages. The WhatsApp line is 072-238-0712. If you want to give us a call, the number is 021-442-3530. That is 021-442-3530. Our guests in the studio this evening are here to answer your questions. If you were meant to go on Hajj, um, of course... We are not sending, South Africa is not sending pilgrims on Hajj this year. And of course, this is because of the coronavirus. Our, no. our government has actually said no international flights can be booked at the moment. So um, here goes the first question. Okay, so my dad paid 100% for his Hajj. 50% is being given back, so it's a refund. And he's told that the other 50% will be paid when the Saudis refund the agent's money. Is that the case with all the agents? That is a question from one of the listeners. Yazid, uh, f- first of all, let me say to you that, that every every operator is probably in a different position in terms of the amount of money paid over. So perhaps, you know, the, 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 the question is coming from a person who's perhaps, you know, uh, booked at one of our operators who's paid 
call it 50% of the funds over already, and he's sitting with the 50% of the other funds. So he's in a position to do that refund. But every operator would be at a different stage uh, of his negotiation with his various suppliers. Fact of the matter is that the refund process, we can only start now that an official um, announcement is made to, to, you know, to cancel or not, or to withdraw from the Hajj. So the first thing to do then is to say, hold on, we need to relook the contract, we need to release the person from the contract, we need to cancel the contract, and from there, the whole process can start. Okay, but my, so I'm looking at this as a consumer as well, right? So if I were to go on Hajj, and I paid a, a travel operator my money, and the travel operator comes back to me and says, oh, well, the government in this case, well, the government says I can't travel, so by default, Saug says no Hajj, right? My deal is with the Hajj operator, yes, not with the Saudi government. Do I not have a contract with that person? What does it have to do with him or that operator getting money back from Saudi? And why are they paying 50% of the money already to the Saudi government? Because I thought there were only taxes and those kind of things. Or, I mean, obviously, it's also hotels and those kind of things that are being paid. Help us understand because that's the logical thinking, you know, like my deal is with the Hajj operator, not with the Saudis. No, no, what happened was uh, just uh, you asked uh, a few questions in that sorry, one question sorry, sorry, there. Sorry. Let me first come back to the, the first part where you said that uh, the, the contract is between the consumer and the Hajj operator. Correctly, Siti. Alhamdulillah. So the Hajj operator in his contract and in his agreement was to supply the ticket accommodation and all the logistical planning regarding that travel. But uh, the, the consumer not being able to travel due to COVID or restrictions, it's not uh, a direct default from the operator or the contract itself. We're sitting with the physical bookings and confirmations. We're sitting with the ticketing. We're sitting with the balance of the, the funds that needed to be paid at a later stage for all the transfers, uh, the camp fees, the food fees, and so forth. The tax. So, the tax. So the, 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 the COVID-19 has now prevented the consumer of traveling. And therefore, the contract needs to then be cancelled, and we need to apply for that uh, refunds and that processes. In terms of monies that has been paid over, we look at the time frame that this transpired. Uh, since uh, the Khujaj was accredited in, in late January, and they started contracting with the, with the, with the operators, uh, we in turn had to have uh, packages and, 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 and contracts ready uh, as prior to December when we applied. Right, and as soon as monies came in, because we had terms and conditions on our accommodation contracts. Now, as per norm, uh, Yazid, uh, by 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 prior to Ramadan, we should be fully paid to all suppliers already. And yeah. we, with the lockdown yeah. restrictions, yeah. with the lockdown restrictions, uh, and because our accreditation never happened that early as well, we paid over the monies as soon as it was paid. To us and contracted to us. So you mean before you have a lockdown, no? before yeah. even COVID really showed its teeth. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, this first started in Umrah for March, where the first mutamirin was restricted of travelling end of Feb, early March, and by that time many Hujaj has already contracted with us. We paid over monies because we got a payment planned with the with the hotels, maybe over four or five different dates. And we need to be fully paid in order to start the visa process. There's a lot of back office, uh, technical, logistical planning and, 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 and work that is done that the Khujaj is not, not and all the public don't understand. How 
However, when we were stopped to, 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 to continue with all administrative payments, contracts and transfers, by then we already paid 50% of our money over. You know, if, it, if, if that restriction hadn't to be made, maybe even later on it would have been uh, more, more money has been paid over. The first things we normally do is are we, to, we try and secure our flights at the better prices so that you, in order to book a flight and to issue a flight to secure the price, you need to pay it in full. You know, so there wasn't part payments on the ticketing and the limited seats. And there's a lot of uh, uh, challenges that we as travel operators face to make this reality yeah. a possible. So you're speaking now as a travel operator, not as a tower. We are Sato- we're speaking as a tower travel yeah, yeah, operator, yeah. yes. But I mean, there are two hats. For me, there's a regulation hat, and the other hat is a, re- is a travel a hajj operator. Yeah. And I want to make clear distinctions about that, because the one is saying, mm. I am watching the Hajj operators and the other one is saying I am a Hajj operator you know so we must be really clear how we because I feel like I feel like the oversight role is so important when we have consumer conversations correct yeah with with, with, with regards to, to, to the governance to the oversight remember when we talk Hajj Sahuk is the is the regulator they they take ultimate responsibility for oversight oversight over the regulators uh, sorry, oversight over the, the Hajj operator that they've accredited. So we have got a code of conduct with SAUG that we need to live up to. When you talk about Satoa, when we talk about the members of the South African Travel Hajj and Umrah operators that we, that we serve, we have got our own internal code of conduct. We've got our own code of ethics that we uh, enforce over our membership. So there's two levels. Of, of oversight that you are talking of uh, at, at, at the moment because it's the SAUG side that looks at, at Hajj uh, overall and then you look at Satoa that look at our members and our operations internally. So there are, 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 are two sets of, 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 of call it governance, governance rules that, that oversee and it's for that reason why, why I believe that the public uh, can take a bit of confidence that there is an oversight role that looks after their interests. And the one thing that Sheikh Imran is talking of here, I mean, the reason why we, we had to make sure um, that we keep our contracts intact with our suppliers in Mecca and the airlines is in the interest of the Hujaj. Mm. So Hujaj booked with us. We have got to ensure that the package that we sold to them um, is there um, and 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 for that package to be legit, yeah. you're gonna have to make payments. Yeah. Look, we we probably have only 20 minutes left, eh? So I think the crux of the question was about the money coming back from Saudi. Yes. So you have li- outlined the legitimacy of that yes. claim. Monies have been paid over to yes. Saudi. You've said flights had to be yes. paid beforehand, etc. So is that operator correct? Is that yes. what you say? I would say that he was quite fair. Uh, however, uh, the judge need to be patient with the due process. It was it's an unprecedented experience for everyone at this stage. Uh, never before, I think, uh, in the last 15 years for South African travel operators, all who judge was Hajj even cancelled to mm. this extent. Mm. So the process itself is unfolding. Uh, we are waiting also for the hoteliers 
to respond to our request as we have put in that request. They also got a process in place with the management and Hajj authorities and these hotels. And so it's, it's not going to be a very quick process. Yeah, but, but is that, uh, we're is that, very mm-hmm. optimistic that it's going to be a favorable process and we, we're going to get some favorable responses mm-hmm. in terms of um, the, the, the monies being paid back to us. And the, um, we, we can't say what with Umrah, alhamdulillah, has been very good. Yeah. You know, it's the same experience in terms of COVID and in, in, with regards to the Umrah, mm-hmm. uh, the suppliers um, gave us the commitments. Um, the, the monies uh, took quite a while. There is still outstanding refunds that is uh, due to Umrah, uh, even with the visa companies, although they've given us the commitments and so forth. So we expect uh, something very similar as they understand if it's going to be called off even from the ministry side. Um, they won't penalize us, but yeah, in terms sure. of uh, refund times, we can't really clarify that yet because we are still in negotiation with, uh, with the necessary authorities. I mean, Shahid, may remember we sat in the studio on this program that first week of COVID when people were sent back from Dubai and then we had the travel operator Absolutely. online as well yes. explaining about yes, the refund. Yes. Because the big question now is going to be about money. Everyone on this WhatsApp line is asking about money. But now just to say that because that travel agent said that, is that the case for all the travel agents, that 50% no? No, no, not, not at all. I think the 50% is, is actually a very fair you know, amount that, that, that the agent has already given back. But Understand that, as I said, every every operator is in a different position. I might have paid 50%, somebody might have paid 75%, others might have paid nothing. Allah alam, we don't know uh, all the little details. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that what we can say to uh, hujjaj out there that the refunds will come through, uh, we just ask for a little bit of sabr while we are dealing with it. In fact, just this afternoon, um, one of the suppliers um, wrote to us to say that they are not fully on board all at work yet and inshallah they should all be back next month and then these things will be dealt with so it just gives you an indication of where we're going in terms of time yeah now look um before we go for our next ad break i well we have a few minutes actually so will or can hajis can they expect a full refund though Let's say I've paid 60,000 Rand. My agent has gone off and made certain payments to an airline, to, um, you know, accommodation, etc. I mean, I understand from traveling that airlines do charge you a penalty, but we'd like to, of course, hear from you guys. Will the pilgrims get the full amount back in Rands? Let me put it to you this way. There's, there's, there's three parts of that answer. Number one. It, it, it is the package which we've paid over to the um, to the hoteliers, and there we expect you know the monies to come back. The full amount, inshallah, we expect okay. the, the full amount to come back. Whether they give it back to us or keep it or keep it in credit, we are expecting that, and that's what we are going to. Uh, that's what we're already requesting from our hoteliers. From an airline point of view, the policies of every airline is different. Certain guys will give you cash, others will give you a voucher. Allah alam, we are still sorting out. Um, that process with the airlines because it's not all clear as it is at the moment. But yes, if a ticket had been issued by a travel agent, you can expect uh, some sort of an admin fee for doing that for the cancellation, etc. So that is the airline side. The next one is a, a general administration fee. And also, two companies have agreed that we are not going to charge 
any administration fee uh, to our judge. I mean, that's our investment in our judge, inshallah ta'ala. Um, but in Sorry, ter- that's a very important point you just made yeah. there. Can I just reiterate that you are saying you are not going to charge an administration fee uh, to our judge? For, you know, remember we've doing we've been doing a lot of work since last year on 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 the Hajj, and um, I mean, there's a lot of costs and expenses being being because been, just been, before been that you had mentioned, yeah, but just before that you had mentioned an admin fee of an airline ticket. Yes, now certain Hajj operators might have booked a an airline ticket by by a travel agent, and the ticket had been issued. Now, where the ticket had been issued, and you have to cancel the ticket. You know, the travel agent, whichever travel agent, uh, might charge you an admin fee for the issuing of the of the airline ticket. But we, as as an operator, we are not going to charge anybody. A, a fee, an admin fee for the cancellation of the package and all the work that went into that. So that that's an important thing to note. And the only cancellation fee that will be charged is is, is whatever the airline is going to impose upon us. But inshallah ta'ala, we are hoping that that is going to be an absolute minimum. Yeah, I think in, in summarizing the answer, we are, you are saying that in all likelihood, you will get a full refund for your ticket or a voucher and there are certain fees admin fees that may be deducted so people should be aware from of that. an issued ticketing point of view yeah. but not mm-hmm. in the case where we haven't issued you a yeah. ticket and what about hotels and so on are there going to be losses for the pilgrim there for the hajis there as well inshallah we hope not okay. you know but as i said you know once everybody is back on board back in work that's when uh, we will talk to, to, to the hoteliers. Okay. The next question from listener 1374 says, so why can't the Hajjaj just be carried over to next year? Why do Saab want to give so much administrative work and a refund? So the assumption here is that people have been accredited to go for Hajj. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even understand fully how that will work. Like, will people just be said, okay, you can't go this year, go next year, you still have your Hajj accreditation? Okay, well, that's the question for Sauk. Mm-hmm. So Sauk mm-hmm. owns the accreditation process, all right? Um, and and, and the, 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 the reasons that Sauk has advanced uh, for not keeping people accredited, I mean, Sauk has got their policies with regards to accreditation, and that policies must be applied consistently. Um, there is a precedent in the past where people had been cancelled um, when the construction of the Haram went on, and 500 people had to be cancelled after accreditation, and those people went back into the to the queue, into the original date and, and, and time when they applied. In this case, the reasons that Sauk are advancing is that we don't know what the, the state of the COVID pandemic is going to be next year. We do not know whether we're going to get the, you know, the current quota of three and a half that we've received. Um, we do not know whether the kingdom might put any restrictions uh, on entering the kingdom uh, on, on any other country's citizens. So for them, the option is, you know, put you back in the original date and time of queue and then start the process all over again. So you are going to have to reapply or you are just going to be selected? Now, what's going to happen is that, and this is per the South press release, is that everybody, once they accredited, is being put back into the queue in terms of the date and the time that you applied for. So when the accreditation process works, next it will work on a normal basis. Wherever you are in the queue, that's... That, that, I mean, that's there are other factors as well. I mean, somebody might decide not to go. There might be a situation of a death. There's many other things, financial and, situations. And that's exactly why they're doing all of this from all over again. Okay. So that keep to, just to keep it uh, plain and simple, back into the queue. 
there are people that had been accredited uh, who opted and deferred for next year um, you know, in your first list. So everybody is being put back in the queue. Sure. And these are the reasons that SAUC advanced to us. Mm-hmm. They are the owners of the accreditation process. And, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, we have to... Uh, you know, we have to abide by that. Yeah. Look, I think because there are so many questions, let's try and keep the answers brief. We're going to go for an ad break actually soon. And then we are going to have like 20 minutes left. So Yasin Abid from Rustenburg sent a question. He, he says, if my operator keeps my funds to next year, what is the likelihood that I will be accredited for next year? Uh, if the operator keeps the funds for next year, it's uh, like our president explained earlier, there is no guarantees of you being credited. You'll go back in the queue for date and time, and the accreditation process will then follow. So the possibility that of you being accredited, you have to wait and see if you are. That sounds um, kind of unfair, you know. Like if I was accredited this year, I'd be worried if I don't get accredited next year. You know, it doesn't seem if really you, like... If you were on the... As a consumer, I'm just yeah. thinking as a consumer. Look, if, you, if the process is applied, it's actually a fair process. It, I won't say it's a, it sounds... It's maybe sounds unfair, but it's actually a very fair process. So if you do go back in the date and queue, and you were credited this year in the date and queue, and, and it's, your chances... You probably those might. But, but there's no guarantees. This was cancellations. It was late, later list. It was almost four or five accreditation uh, lists. Uh, so, so therefore, but to answer the question, to clarify the Hajj's question, is that uh, there is no guarantee. There is no likelihood to, 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 to put a shield like that one. Because the follow-up question from listener 6618 says, why are we not given first preference for Hajj 2021 if we were accredited this year? This is clearly someone who prepared themselves to go this year. Well, it's exactly that I said, you know, the, the system, the, 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 the ownership of the accreditation belongs to SAUC, and they've advanced those reasons from a transparent point of view that uh, mm. you go back into the date and queue. There might be other people who's uh, deferred for, for, for next year that might be in front of you in the queue, and uh, that's why the process will start from all over again. Mm-hmm. Shukran, I'm receiving quite a few questions around that. It seems there are people who were intending to go this year, but obviously they yes. now want to know if they the, will. There are divergent you know? views on the matter, but um, as long as the policy is applied fairly, I don't think we can complain. Okay, let's go for a quick ad break, then we'll come back to questions. Welcome back to the, to the Burning Issue with myself, as you come Of course, we are taking questions this evening. If you are a uh, haji who was intending to go on hajj this year, of course, we know that that's not, unfortunately, going to be happening this year. If you have questions around travel operators, no more SAUG questions. We can always get SAUG on the show another time, but tonight we're focusing on questions for Hajj operators. And you're welcome to send us a message. There are quite a few messages already that I'm going to work through. Um, but unfortunately, I'm going to avoid SAUG questions because the show is not with SAUG. Um, you can send a WhatsApp to 0722380712. 0722380712. You can also give us a call in the studio. The number is 021. Four four two three five three zero. Our guests in the studio are from the South African Hajj Travel Operators Association. They are an oversight body. They look at travel Hajj operators to make sure that the consumer is given a fair deal. So, our question from 
Listener 6227 asks, What happens to the Khujaj who did not put down a deposit? Are we released from the contract with the travel agent? All Khujaj will be released from the contracts. Shukran. <laughs> Short and sweet, that's how we like the answers. I know always it's not always easy. Listener 2608 wants to know, what will the estimated increase be for Hajj next year? The, the increases for next year, there's, there's no uh, confirmations around that yet. There's, uh, there might be new regulations, new restrictions, new rules. Uh, that, that will have to wait uh, uh, till next year itself. Uh, when you are accredited, by then packages would be available, and at that given time, it will be part of the new Hajj season, and uh, contracts will all be in place, and prices for airline tickets will only be then released as well. So um, for, for now, suffice to say that we won't be able to uh, give you any indication at all as to what that pricing uh, might be next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole economy is, is, is you know, it, it depends on the whole economy. It's not just on yes. what you know, happens in Cape Town. Um, then also, here's a listener who is kind of skeptical about whether the travel operators paid airlines, but I'm going to ask the question. So, listener 7601 says, I refuse to believe that any money has been paid to an airline because of this pandemic, which is now, of course, mm-hmm. COVID-19. I would want proof of payment of that purchase from the agent. Are we within our rights to see this proof of payment for tickets? It's not necessary, actually, for you to see the proof of payment. You'll get your actual ticket if it has been issued. The physical ticket, which you can then check with the airline, it should be valid, although uh, we will be in the process of cancelling that ticket now, but it can be proven that it was purchased, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. So, question one from 8465. How long will it take from the time Hujaj requests a release of the contract for the Hujaj to receive that, to, to, to get that confirmation of, because apparently they need to submit something to Sauk. But I mean, they need to be released from, from a contract. That's the first question. And then, <clears throat> sorry, question two talks about, some of us were informed, this is obviously someone who was likely going to travel. Some of us were informed that flights would have only been confirmed by March or April. I'm trying to make sense as to whether the operator and Sauk are covered by the same principles. All right, there's, yeah. there's a few questions there. You don't have to answer any sour no, no. questions, by the way. No, no, right. I got it. First of all, um, what Hujaj need to go back to Sauk on is the bank account details, so that Sauk can refund the 1,500 nen, um, which was the uh, accreditation fee that was paid. So that must be, be sent to Sauk. Secondly, in terms of the cancellation of the contract, operators are busy with the Hujaj at the moment. And uh, they're working through that process, so it's just a matter of, of getting to each and every judge um, uh, to, to discuss and to release them from that contract. Um, and, and once that's done, the whole process of, of, of refund uh, can, can then start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, I think we must just reiterate, there may be people who have only tuned in now, can we just confirm something around not staying on the list? There is a whole de-accreditation process, and then the people will have to apply again right no 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 no, 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 no. nobody has to reapply so what Sauk is going to do now Sauk will now de-accredit you and put you back in your original time and date when you applied right so that list will be we'll call it be 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 reinstated as to when the 
accreditation process started at the beginning of this year of, of, of this season so next year when they start accrediting they will then start again from all over again and accredit as per usual great so you're you not going to pay nothing you, know. you don't have to do anything okay in fact you're going to get money back if you give your bank account so when you get accredited next year inshallah ta'ala all you then do is to pay your accreditation fee again okay Listener 703 wants to know, so if there is no guarantee that the Hujaj will be accredited next year, why does my operator give me the option of them keeping my funds to next year? The, if your operator do give you the option of keeping the funds, the choice you have to personally make with your operator, you are entitled to take your funds back. And if you do leave your funds uh, with that operator, it suffice for me to say that uh, there is no guarantee of prices for next year. Um, the new pricing will still apply. Uh, your new ticket will then only also be uh, obtained at time. So it's merely a choice from the consumer. It's not a, a, a rule that uh, you should feel obligated to leave your funds with anybody. Okay. Uh, if you do choose as to save your monies there, if you feel that uh, if you do take it back, you might use the monies, or you don't, uh, you're not going to reinvest it, or it's not safe to keep it yourself. It's your choice. Uh, but any haji should know this: that if you do make the choice to have your refunds given to you. You can uh, get that. If you do have any issues around that, you can contact yeah. the and we can surely uh, look into that matter as well. I mean, would you, would you advise someone to rather get a refund in case? I think that it's a personal choice. It's, your, it's between you and your contractor. I don't know what your, the, the Haji situation is. Um, but today they say it's, it's best you get your monies back. Uh, it's, it's entirely up to the Haji. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen, 7098 is another Haji who was planning to go on Hajj this year. The listener says, I am an accredited Hajjaj who paid my and my husband's full Hajj package, excluding flights monies to the Hajj operator. What is the next step since the Hajj contract stated that only a 30% of the full package was needed to conclude the contract? So they only had to pay 30% deposit to conclude the contract. We paid the difference in good faith, which the Hajj operator should refund immediately. And then it says, um, Satoa is clearly defending the Hajj operator. Speaking, well, we've clarified that this. So we, 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 were, we are explaining a process here. Yeah. And um, it's in the interest of the Hajj. In, in the interest of the Hujaj that we want to make sure that the Hujaj knows the procedure involved. So if any, in, any of the refunds that's going to come through, inshallah ta'ala, uh, we are quite confident that the Hajj is going to get the refund. We are just not able to put you a timeline on the table as is at the moment. That is something um, that we are working on right now. But even so, whilst we're working on it, if all the hoteliers are not back uh, you know, at work, I mean, what do you do? So what we are saying to the Haji, inshallah ta'ala, this is the process that we're going to, to do. We are giving you the procedures. We want to give you the confidence that, uh, that this process is, is unfolding at the moment. And, and that, inshallah, you know, is, is what we are going to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So... I mean, look, I just, I just want to come back. I want to really answer this person's question, though. I know it's a bit of a sour question, but travel operators can also answer this. Listen to 38 says, 3898 says, will I be on the accreditation list again next year as this is now my second postponement? Again, we cannot give you that answer. I don't know when you apply date and time. We do not know what the uh, quota is going to be next year. There's too many variables and sour 
And uh, even Sauk is not able to answer you that question, and that is exactly why you're going back into time and date yeah. in terms of, of, of your applications. I just want to add to it, if you were accredited this year, right, and uh, you are put back now, and it's going to be, and prior to, to, to accepting this accreditation, you probably, like the listener said, uh, deferred before. Yeah. If you were accredited this year, uh, it suffice to understand that you will be on the list next year. You are not penalized for not being able to go. You merely are going to be placed back into the queue as per date and time yeah. Yeah, on exactly. a fair process basis. And if you stood a chance this year to be accredited, definitely you will then be eligible to be accredited next year as per the list on date and time. Correct. Now, here's an interesting question. Listener 8318 says, my parents were on the group that was stopped at Dubai as Saudi closed borders. Now, of course, this is at the start of COVID. My parents have received no refund from the operator. The crazy thing is that we actually had that operator on the phone saying that they will work on that refund. Mr. Cienkab mentioned this was sorted. I'm very concerned that operator did not, operator did not fund any monies. I mean, so then isn't Satawa's role year to check that uh, operators refund where they need to refund? Yes, it is, but then it has to be brought to our attention so we can uh, have a look into the matter. And but this was brought to Satoa's attention. Uh, let me just, clari- was, let yeah, me just yeah. clari- clarify that that operator is not a member of Satoa, so we've got no jurisdiction is over a, that oh, operator okay, gotcha, per se. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we accepted on the program the word of the operator. Yeah. Um, in that case, you know, the, the assurances that he gave uh, we said, well, in that case, if that happens, then it's sorted. Uh, whether it actually happened, you know, that we can't vouch for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, the listener who asked about the tickets, you've mentioned that we're not answering the questions. We have answered the questions. The the answer was, you will have a ticket. If you think it's hard to believe, anyway, the listener said, it's hard to believe that people could have bought tickets, but you said a ticket would have been issued. Definitely. So that would have been if the there proof. is no ticket to, to be presented to you or shown to you, then there was no ticket issued then. And then for you should get your ticket refund in full. Perhaps if I can just clarify the ticket issue. Uh, there's, there's three issues with regards to tickets. A, you know, very few who judge, they bought their own ticket, so they're going to have to deal with the airline uh, themselves in terms of, of, of their ticket. B, the operator uh, actually issued your ticket, all right? In that case, you will have a physical ticket to show. And then C, you were part of a group booking. We paid a deposit to the airline, but the tickets weren't issued yet, but the airline is sitting with our deposit. And those are the the, 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 the three sort of, of, of categories yeah. of tickets that we're mm. talking of now in terms of uh, the question here is whether, I don't know if she's talking about whether we issued the ticket or, you know, she's part of a group booking where the ticket hadn't been issued yet, but the money or the deposits are sitting with the with the actual airline and those monies have not been refunded as yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have, listener 115 wants to know, can you advise which operators are accredited? I mean, you don't have to do it now. Is there a website? Is there a Facebook page? Yeah. When you talk about Hajj operators, yes, of course, yeah. they can look on the SAUC website. Everything is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listeners, do let us know if you would like a follow-up to this show with Satoa. Please, you can send us a message. We're keeping a track of all your questions, but I just got a message from the show's producer, Tasneem Adam, saying that let us know if you want to follow up because obviously there's so many questions. Now, uh, this is the last two questions that I have time for. Listener 4135 says, if we were released from contracts, are we released? from the hotel cancellation fees that's the first one 
right? Because they paid in full, so they want to know. Okay, wow, there's already four messages saying they want to follow up. Okay, that's the first question. And then the second question would be, also if we signed a contract but only paid for the airfare, can the operator hold back some money for, for cancellation fees? I think we covered some of this, right? I think that we've made it clear that uh, the cancellation fees that we will charge are the cancellation fees that's levied upon us. For example, if the airline charges the cancellation fee, mm -hmm. that will be levied. If the hotelier uh, charges a cancellation fee, that yeah. will be levied. But inshallah, we don't expect that to happen. So we will, we will deal with that matter. Uh, from an administration point of view, we are not going to charge the Khujaz any admin fee. Yeah. So in terms of fees that we are going to charge, I think it's very clear uh, what we've said, what we'll charge. I mean, Sauk has made it also clear in their press release that we discussed yeah. with them. Great. Guys, that's all we have time for. There's like about 20 messages that want to follow up. You're going to be back Allah, here, inshallah. inshallah. There's just inshallah. too many questions. Listeners, I, I do want to apologize that we did not have time to get to all the questions, but well, I, there are so many questions, right? And it's obvious that people want to understand please make your final point yes my final question i was again you know i just want to ask our judge uh just to make a little bit of sabr inshallah and to have confidence and to trust your operator that we're going to do the right thing for you inshallah yeah i have actually time for one last question here okay and this is quite important because we were talking about refunds this evening listener 8434 i'm quickly going to put in your question the listener wants to know who do we contact should we have no refund joy who can help somebody if they need to get money back from a, a hajj or a travel operator you can contact satawa if uh, we will then look into it and we can either if it's one of our members we can intervene and 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 and, and sit down and have a meeting. If not, we will then uh, point you out to the necessary people to contact as well. However, all the accredited Hajj operators uh, is working in, in with Sahuk as well, and then we can assist you with that uh, kindly. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think I think actually for the next show we might have to get Sahuk in as well. Hopefully, inshallah, it will be at the normal two-hour slot. Simply because these questions are kind of related. related when people are yes, saying, yes. Correct, "I'm correct. cancelling." You know, I want to go next year. There's some questions around sort of like there, there are some links, you know. Um, I think... No, I suppose best year to get Sauk in to, to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the main takeout... Oh, we're actually getting more time. Wow, that is nice. Okay. So um, the main takeout here is that there are procedures that you can follow to get a refund. Correct. Yes. Right? There is Satoa that you can also get to for help if one if your Hajj operator is with Satoa, obviously. If they're not, it's a different story. Um, we also, I guess what I take out, for the main take out for me as well from talking with you guys is that be prepared for some deductions, possibly even a voucher. Yes, in the airline point of view, yeah. yeah. From an airline point of view. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But so, so. But the, the, the main thing is that what we are asking of our judge is for a bit of sabr while we deal uh, with, with the situation. Um, I think that is the important issue as it is. Let me say to you, all these Satawa members, out of the 18 operating Hajj companies this year, 13 belongs to Satawa. And from a Satawa point of view, yeah. we are. We are having regular discussions to ensure that uh, there is minimum inconvenience to the haji. And, and that is our commitment to ensure, inshallah, that the hujaj gets back uh, most, if not all, of his or her money, inshallah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean the thing the thing with Hajj is that it's for a lot of people this is like one of the most expensive, um, uh, one of the biggest expenses they're gonna have for quite a lot of people. You know, like spending sometimes up to like a hundred and twenty thousand rand for a couple to go on Hajj, right? So obviously. To get some of that money back would be super important for people. Yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And we would like to see that happening. Mm-hmm. No, Alhamdulillah, I think uh, we must all remain positive. Don't let us not lose hope. Let's give the necessary uh, Hajj operators who we have entrusted already the time uh, to do this on, be- on our behalf. And Alhamdulillah, we have an undertaking of our members that they will uh, ensure that the best results takes place. Um, to a certain extent what is within the control inshallah we 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 will definitely keep the public and the judge informed as to how this process unfold and with its time uh, that it will be that we were able to refund the people. Inshallah. Yeah. Well, shukran so much for joining me this evening. I really um, think that we do need more time, inshallah, and you, and we, you will come back. Of course, there are many questions. From myself, Yazid Kamaldin, um, shukran for listening and tuning into Burning Issue. I'll be back next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.